go for it. You have to keep pushing through and the more people who do it, the more women that do it, the more women that support each other to grow and go into real estate, commercial real estate, entrepreneurship. It all just helps. It helps the entire ecosystem because there is, there is still a wall there. Welcome to the Performance Mindset Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Calandrino, CEO of Beyond Commercial. After a decade of providing expert commercial real estate advice and consultation to the business owners and investors I serve, I wanted to share some of the most inspiring and influential leaders I've met along the way. The goal of this podcast is to share valuable insights from these impactful individuals, as well as business and commercial real estate trends. If you want to grow, you're tuning in to the right show. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Performance Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Calandrino. I've been counseling business owners and investors for well over a decade now. And along the way, I've met some really impactful and influential leaders. Today, I'm excited to have Jerry Frank on. She is the co-founder, CEO of Stratifolio. It's an online software solution designed to help commercial real estate owners optimize their real estate portfolio management. Jerry is a frequent contributor to the Forbes Business Council. I know just even Googling her name, I had all these really awesome Forbes articles show up. And she's written extensively about managing commercial real estate using QuickBooks. She's participated in IRAM and CCIM podcasts and webinars, and Stratifolio has been named one of the top commercial real estate portfolio and property management platforms by CRE Tech, and it was selected into the prestigious 2022 NAR REACH program. So that is incredible. Welcome to the show, Jerry. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Let's uh, like start from the beginning. So I know that Stratifolio wasn't like your first business. Like, how did you get into business, commercial real estate? I know it's never really a linear journey. And uh, take take us through that. Yeah. So this really started because my husband and I, who are the co-founders of Stratifolio, had full-time jobs in the corporate industry. So I used to work at an educational testing company. Uriel worked in the aerospace industry. So very full-time jobs. So we were taking bonuses and buying real estate. And then every single month, we were redoing calculations in spreadsheets. And if you are you know, really busy in your regular full-time job, you are looking for ways to be efficient. And that really just became the catalyst for us investigating what sort of software was out there and what sort of opportunities there were. So it really, it, it all came down to a whole lot of our customer, dis- our discovery, and then having a lot of conversations with people across the industry from single family home ownership to very large real estate portfolios. And that's where we landed on the fact that there are a lot of people using QuickBooks and spreadsheets to manage very significant size portfolios. Yeah. It seems to me too, that any of the software solutions were really kind of out of reach, out of reach for someone that was just starting into commercial real estate investing, which is why people were forced to pretty much do spreadsheets. I know that a lot of these programs are like, you got to have 50 or 100 like properties to even like touch their software program. So it sounds like you have made it 
something that someone who's just getting into investing to make their job like a bit easier and probably actually lets them scale faster. Yeah, it actually does. And actually now we're part of the Intuit Qualified Service Provider Program. So we actually bundle our product with Intuit products because people who are on that small to mid-size ownership level, they, as you were saying, they can't afford enterprise level products. They still have the complexity. It's just not at that scale. And so they still need to be able to track timesheets and payroll and find someone who knows and understands QuickBooks accounting. And there are lots of people out there for that. So, so our product is really niched in that it's, it provides value for people who own and manage primarily triple net lease assets. So if you have office, retail, warehouse, medical, anything with a multi-year lease, that is exactly where we focus. Hmm. And then as you developed it, it was something you pretty much tried out like on your yourself and before you rolled rolled it out there. <laughs> we, we tried it out. So actually, so we tried it out on ourselves and we also went through an initial alpha stage with a couple of commercial real estate developers in our local area, built out the concept in a spreadsheet to prove it out. And then from there, we took it out to the marketplace received a really warm reception from that. So then we started actually developing. At that point, we went through a beta stage of the product and we learned a a few very significant things. One, QuickBooks was essential for us to integrate with. Two, focusing on commercial real estate, non-multifamily, non-residential was the place to focus. And three, onboarding as a full service onboarding was essential to our success because most small to mid-sized owners are strapped for time. Yes. So, so they're 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 doing all these other things and managing the portfolio. Yes. It's, I know it's nothing about that. <laughs> so yeah, so, so yeah. now we do a full si- full service onboarding. It's and it's it's really a white glove service, but our our onboarding team, their accountants, their QuickBooks Pro advisors, they know and understand commercial real estate. And so when they're talking to our clients, they really understand what our clients need. And we can make sure that they're set up successfully to really optimize the performance of, of their portfolio. Yeah. Well, it seems to me that we were talking about the three things you found to be successful. Like one is the QuickBooks needs to be part of it. You know, two, what was the second one? My brain, mommy brain. Commercial real estate. It was yes, commercial real estate, not residential. And then the third is the white glove concierge approach. And I've kind of found the same thing to be. If like you're a small to medium sized investor, business owner, yeah, you're you have a lot of hats that you wear. And it doesn't matter how amazing the other program is, the status quo is a lot easier, even if it's like not that great. And so if you could walk someone through that, you know, I found the same thing to be, it's like, I've helped lots of business owners become commercial real estate investors and buy real estate. But if I had it walked them through how to do that, then they would have just stayed in that state of perpetually leasing and leasing and leasing. And so I I completely get that. So Mm -hmm. how many years has it been now? So our initial concept um, started in 2017. We went through an alpha and beta stage. We actually 
rolled out the product though in 2020, right before COVID started. I think we we had like a Zoom during COVID. If I if I'm trying to remember right, I think we met each other on social media. Actually, that's something I was going to ask you. Is like that's how we met is through social media, probably LinkedIn or something like that. And we're both actually part of Power Beacons, which is a group of influential women in commercial real estate, and we're committed to effectuating change within the industry. But can you talk a little bit about the power that social media has had in your business and how you've utilized that to your advantage? Yeah, so we are very strong on education because as as you were mentioning earlier, most individuals that that we're working with, they did not wake up one day or go to college and and say commercial real estate was where they were going to focus. So so they're learning it as they go and so they are they are googling for answers and that's where we really shine. So over half of our customers find us organically because we create content about, here's how you do this in QuickBooks. And this is also how we support the same same thing in, in Stratifolio. So we're creating content that helps them learn and understand how to operate commercial real estate profitably, efficiently. So we do, we do, we create a lot of content. We do a lot of webinars. Um, CCIM, we do a webinar quarterly, at least. We've done IRAM webinars and podcasts. We've done now some Intuit webinars where we talk about how QuickBooks and Stratifolio together allows people to operate efficiently. And then we do LinkedIn Lives nearly every month. And those topics are really about things that a owner may not be aware of or paying attention to because they're doing so many things. So we have one that's up that's coming up very shortly and it's about security. And you know, the reason we're doing this is because it just takes one little tiny crack into an organization and then your data and all of your clients data might be exposed. And you know, several years ago it was easy to go after Target or you know big corporations, but now they're going after small to mid-sized businesses because the bigger businesses have figured out how to manage and control that. The smaller businesses have not necessarily done that. So we're talking about what do you need to do as a commercial real estate owner and what things do you need to put into place? We've also done um, so some other power beacons. So Marissa at um, Otso, we've done a couple of LinkedIn lives with her about about her products and how her products, the bond security product that she has, may help other people who have commercial real estate. So we're always looking for people that help our customers succeed or be more cost effective or efficient, or even outperform their peers. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so now you've been, you launched this in 2020, uh, right before the pandemic. And now, so now it's been like uh, over three years. How is founding this company different than what you thought it would be? Yeah. So I, I spent almost 50, probably a little longer than that. I'm uh, about, but we'll just say 15 years at one corporate company and you know you're you have a team of accountants that's available to you you have a team of attorneys that's available to you marketing just happens so all of those things just happened and so 
even though I ran a very large project that was that came in at, at nearly a billion dollars um, when we originally won that that contract, running that business and starting your own are entirely different things, right? Because right. As, as you're responsible for everything all of the legal aspects and the costs associated with reaching out and answering those simple questions, you know, HR, staffing, marketing, all those things to run the business outside of and in addition to the actual core thing that you're selling. And I, I think that was probably the, the thing that was most surprising to me is even though I was experienced there's so many more things that when you're running your own business day to day that you just don't, you, you have to learn. Yeah. I, um, I've read a book that's called who not like how mm-hmm. and how, like, I really have to like kind of focus on the things that only like I, you know, I can really do as mm-hmm. a business owner, which is like making meaningful connections like we're having today or strategizing or all those kinds of things. But then I have to find like all the who's for like all the other things, because if I start to do like all the other things, I, I just can't keep like moving forward and like growing. And and so it is like a constant, like balancing act to try to figure out, you know, how to find, you know, do, do all that because, you know, I'm brokering deals Mm -hmm. and I'm owner of the company and I do own commercial real estate and I have two kids. And so like finding, a way to like do all those things is uh is a challenge, but the, and it's almost like um I kind of think about it sometimes. I talk about it like a, a conductor of like an orchestra, and like you know you're helping to make sure the whole piece goes, but then you have all these other pieces. You have your woodwinds, you have your brass, just like you have your HR and you have your finance departments. It's a it's a it's a lot. So um, but it's it's rewarding too. But you created the Stratifolia because you were an investor yourself. And then how have you seen it? Do you, do you have any of the customers that have been on from either like alpha beta stage or very first on? And how have you seen that like transform their portfolio? Yeah. So what we do that that really sets us apart from a lot of a lot of software in the industry is we have focused on commercial real estate. So we make it really easy for them to do their CAM reconciliation not in May, May, but in January. So they can do that right away. So they're happier. Their lenders obviously will be happier. Their investors will be happier and their tenants will be happier. And, and we continue to listen to what our clients need. And as we do that, we build out the product to fit the things that they're asking for. So one of the things that early on we added was tracking certificates of insurance for tenants. A lot of our clients or a lot of our customers were tracking them on spreadsheets. So we frequently ask, hey, what, what spreadsheets do you have going? Because if they have a spreadsheet, it probably means they need a solution. Yeah. And, and what we learned from, from the, the COIs across the board, really, is that it was the they know the importance of it. But it was the very last thing that they worked on updating their spreadsheet to say, who, you know, who's who's has not provided their updated COI. Because uh, it's just if you have if you have two, it's not a big deal. If you have 20 and you're playing this track them down. Oh, they said they were going to send it. And now they're they had to check with their insurance provider. Like, There's all of these things that happen. 
and they're just constantly renewing, right? It's not like you're done on January 1. Right. Um, it's it's an ongoing perpetual thing that needs to be tracked. Um, so we've continued to just listen and make sure that we're pulling in and creating parts of the product that serve our niche customer. Mm. Yeah, that would take a load off. I mean, I even know I don't have outside, you know, tenants because I'm more like owner off. But if I had other tenants, I know just even tracking the insurances for my businesses. I have some that are in June and some that are in August and some are in November. Right. Like, the worst thing you want to do is leave yourself exposed. So not only is your your company helping folks to keep track of the money side of it, but it's also sounding like it reduces liability because you're making sure that they have you know, their certificates of occupancy in order. Yeah, we actually, through our COI process, and there's AI involved in that. So now our, our the tenants can upload their own certificates of insurance and we can read it and pull in the information. The owner or the property manager for the owner can confirm the information, but it's all just pulled right in. So the owner doesn't have to be the one who's reaching out and saying, hey, Amy, I need you to send us your latest insurance. Stratifolio is sending that alert over to the tenant to upload it and take care of things. Wow. That's super cool. So you've been developing this software, you're active in social media, but like, what is like your typical day look like? Do you have any like bookends? Do you split your schedule? Like, what does that like look like? How do you accomplish all that you do? Yeah, I, I definitely put some time on the books almost every single day. That's my focus time to do real work. Um, yeah. Because otherwise it is too easy to not get my stuff done. I'm still an important piece of so many aspects of the business. So I'm, yeah. you know, I'm helping, I'm fe- giving feedback from development. I'm helping with onboarding, giving feedback to sales, but I always block off some time every day. That is my work time. But aside from that, every day is entirely different. I There is no one day that is exactly the same as the next. Yeah. Do you have any things that you like to do outside of work? Do you like to travel, eat, all the different things? Or what do you have any outside of Stratifolia? What do you enjoy doing? Yeah. So my husband, Uriel, and I, we really like cycling. So we are avid cyclists. Since we've started the business, we have cycled less than we should have, but we are picking that back up and getting in some more bike rides and trying to get make sure we're getting all of our workouts in and taking care of ourselves, eating well, not too much, but but healthy food. Mm. Yeah, I find that with my business, it kind of like ebbs and flows. Like I'll go through periods where I'm like, oh man, I'm doing so good. I'm I'm meal prepping. I'm going to the gym and And then all of a sudden, like, you know, I'll go through this new period of growth and I'm like, okay, we are completely like understaffed, but everything still has to be done. And so then that kind of like goes to the wayside because I'll prioritize sleep over like a workout. I am all about my sleep. So I completely get it. Do you like to, so more cycling outdoors? Have you like traveled to cycle at all? So we've we've done the registers great bike ride across Iowa a couple times, which is like a four hundred plus mile ride across the state, and that happens every year. Maybe this year we'll get in a day or two. 
So it's it's a fun thing to do. We've not had the opportunity to really do it since the business has, has taken off because yeah. we are just, just like what you were saying. It, well, it's very hard to take off an entire week and rag rye through Iowa. You don't have cell phone coverage because it's a it's a 25,000 people ride. And imagine 25,000 people going through all these little towns. So you have no, you have very limited coverage. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Well, I remember when I really, really, really started to get like busy, like in 2018, 19, it was very hard for like me to like take off or even like just even till recently. Like, I mean, I have been, but it's still, it's, it's really hard, but you know, uh, and then yes, I have to be very careful to look ahead, like at the Airbnb descriptions of like, what's your Wi-Fi coverage and make sure like, if I'm going somewhere very scenic, sometimes scenic (laughs) means it's dial up internet, which is not good because you still need to check your emails like an hour to a day, maybe, you know, just to set everything to go enjoy the rest of the day. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, lately we have been trying to tack on an extra day at the end of trips, you know, so, you know, we travel for conferences or, yep. or reach activities and we, we want to make sure that while we're in those locations, we might as well try to take an extra day and go decompress and enjoy the the scenic area that's there. That's a great, great idea. Um, And then, yeah, I did talk about how you had reached, obtained the NAR reach recognition. What does REACH stand for, that acronym? So it's actually, REACH doesn't stand for oh. anything, It's but it is National Association of Realtors yep. REACH scale-up program. So they, um, NAR has a commitment to increasing technology in real estate. So there's a, they have a multifamily side and then they have the commercial side. So we were part of the 2022 cohort. So you have to be already established as a company to get into this program. It's it's really about helping you scale, getting you more exposure to industry events or individuals that could help you expand and grow. Oh, that's super cool. So you're now an invest. You've been an investor yourself, and you said you took a lot of your bonus checks from when you were working in the corporate world. Why do you? What made you decide to start investing in in the commercial real estate or real estate? And what's had you continue to do that? So Uriel and I. So we were being told by our financial advisors that it was time to diversify. Um, great. You can max out your 401k, but you need to be able to have have dollars in multiple buckets. And Uriel was already doing a lot of research on this when we met. And so it just became this natural thing that we start investing in, in, in real estate and really giving us a bigger opportunity to be pro- make more money in the future. Yeah. And what was like one of your first investments and do you still have it in your portfolio or have you been through some different cycles of 1031ing and stuff? We have not 1031 anything yet. Everything that we originally bought was single family. And now now we want to be in commercial real estate, but our focus is just so focused on Stratifolio day to day that we we just haven't really focused on 1031 and exchanging it into a commercial property, but likely we will at some point. Cool. Cool. So you just have a lot of those put together and do the rentals and those types of things. So what I just think too, um, 
I think it's still good to keep those because it, it adds even just diversity in the type of real estate that you're investing. I find sometimes, well, I mean, there's pluses and minuses. Like you become really good at like one asset class, but then if there's fluctuations in the market, then there can be exposure there, but you also become like a master at it. So, right. and it adds, adds up over time. So there's pluses and minuses to it, but that's, that's cool that you're still um, into, into all of that. You like cycling, you're focused on the business. Do you do any kind of reading or podcasts or anything like that? What are you into as far as like consuming those types yeah. of things? Definitely listen to a lot of business books. Um, and I'm a bit of a news junkie. So I'm, I'm always listening to NPR and other, other things that are happening in the world and listen to health books as well. So I, so while I'm juicing or whatever on, on Sunday and getting ready for the week, I, I often listen to audio books on health and nutrition. They have had some major, like, it's so, so interesting. I've, I've listened before. There's a guy um, like Dan Huberman and <laughs> he goes into a lot of the different things. And they're talking a lot about nowadays, like how gut health has to do with brain and how right. it's like tied together. And it, it's really interesting. I, I, I listen to a, a wide variety of things myself. I'm I'd like to call it Jeffersonian because like Thomas Jefferson, if you've ever been out to his estate, it's like he had a room where he would like study weather and he has another room where he was writing letters to people. He had a farm and he was into all these different things. I think that curiosity can be a really good thing. Yeah. 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 So I know you're co-owners, but like any other, you know, women that are entrepreneurs or business owners, do you have any advice for them? Yeah. Go for it. You have to keep pushing through. And the more people who do it, the more women that do it, the more women that support each other to grow and go into real estate, commercial real estate, entrepreneurship. It all just helps. It helps the entire ecosystem because there is, there is still a wall there. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that there's been a lot more um, support for like diversity and inclusion, uh, not only like in gender, but in race and all these different things. But I still think that there is like an old guard and it's not necessarily as frictionless as, you know, one would like it to be. I I still do get some like pushback and it's not like as easy because I'm not in the right, not in the right club. So, (laughs) so, but yeah, I agree. I think, you know, you just go, go for it. And I think also maybe sometimes not thinking, not caring what other people like think. I think I spent way too much time for a while caring what people thought, but I think that this podcast and just other things that I do, you can't really, you can't really think about what you're going to say. You're just, you're just you. And then once you just continue to do that and you just like let go of a little bit more, it's, it's very freeing. So. I agree. I agree. You know, there is, there is no science to this. It's, I, I think it's, it's all within you. And, you know, when you can be present and listen and, and, calm down the voices in your head that are, are that I'm, I, I know a lot of people have, like, if you can just be in the moment and talk to the question, talk to the individual, listen, I think that puts you as an individual ahead. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things I, I, I keep way too many things, but I was going through a drawer the other day of like different notes of, of, notes that I've made because I 
I'm very much a tactile, like writing person. And I remember a quote that says, people remember how you made them feel. And so, you know, just even having the opportunity to speak, speak to you like on this podcast and continue like our relationship that started just about like three years ago and like has blossomed through the different groups that we are is like really powerful. But I think if you are like dismissive and not making more seats for people, I think that's a really tough thing. There's a chamber of commerce that I belong to, the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce and the president of it, her name is Betsy Gardner Eckbert. And she just said, like, it used to be that women would get across and like make it over to the castle and then like raise up the drawbridge because there was only so much like room. Mm -hmm. And I think that having more of an abundance mindset rather than that scarcity mindset benefits us all. I I think so as well. And, and just normalizing it. It's normal for a woman to be at the table, just normalize it. And then it's not, it's not an oddity. It's not something different. Yeah. I love what you said though. It's like, uh, it really is all within you. You, I think so often all of us like suppress, Mm -hmm. suppress it and try to mold into something that other, other people want you to be. So, well, believe it or not, we've been chatting for quite some time. Is there anything else that we didn't talk about today? You want to talk a little bit more about your product or how people can find you or anything like that? Yeah. So people can find us at stratafolio.com. We work with companies who own and manage non-multifamily commercial real estate. So medical, office, retail, industrial, anything with a multi-year lease. And so what we do is we integrate with QuickBooks. And so we can bring in all of your legal entities. You can see everything together on a cash basis. We help with finance management, asset management, operations management, and investor management. And we have an outstanding onboarding team that is there to help bring somebody in from beginning to end and get them get them going and train them how to use the product. That's incredible. I've been definitely doing a lot more investment work and just being able to kind of bring that all into the fold and have visibilities. I just sold an investment property for mm-hmm. someone just a week or two ago, and he had everything like written out on a piece of paper. So it would have been so much more amazing to have it in his QuickBooks, but that's that's awesome. Do you think too, I know you're trying to reach owners, but probably even the CPAs would be good to connect you with, especially if like they're QuickBooks advisors and they're heavily like involved in real estate. So exactly. Yeah, we are we are actually we will do something on CPA Academy in the upcoming future for educational credits. But yes, accountants is a is a wonderful place for uh, for us to to get customers from because they those CPAs know exactly which ones of their customers are in commercial real estate and have QuickBooks and the nice thing for CPAs is then they can look across their entire portfolio and see why is Amy so successful versus somebody else right because without exposing that data to to the other clients they have that bird's eye view of everything yeah that's awesome. Well, what a powerful tool. I can't wait to see hear what more is coming down the pike for you and looking forward to keeping in touch. Again, stratafolio.com. You can also look, look up Jerry on LinkedIn and otherwise. And I really appreciate everyone tuning in again for another episode of the Performance Mindset Podcast. 
I'm your host, Amy Calandrino, and please do download the episode, like it, and all the different things to help us bring this message to more people. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.